Sentire Media Faithful podcast listeners, thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast. My name is Jason. Ciao, I'm Ashley. Together we own, operate, and are sitting next to the fire of La Tavola Marque, a agriturismo cooking school and piece of paradise located in the foothills of the Apenni in Piobico, Italia. Here in the region of La Marque, yes, it's a rainy day and since I, on the 6th of March, and since I am a native Seattleite, I love it. You know I love the rain. We've been waking up really early and trying to get back oh into the gosh. mode for uh, the season to start. So um, we've been taking the dog out that we're taking care of at daybreak. And Jason uh, had a little bit of a heat stroke the other night. Sitting, sitting close to the fire, he had it all pumped up because I was still chilly or wanted to be cozy under the blanket. And he had to go to bed early, which meant he was up before 4 a.m. ready to get going and <laughs> so it is it's kind of funny like our body's ready to start getting up early we're doing walks with the dog that we're watching so we're out there in the hills early bright and early this morning before seven o'clock we were out the door yep and it's raining now so that's what it's been it's been wet still and uh wet and warm kind of for this time of year we're seeing cool waterfalls popping up out of nowhere in the hills it's cool um also all the um wild edibles that we should be seeing at the end of this month or beginning of April are ready now. So the nettle and the wild greens and the radicchio. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of the radicchio. The uh, cherry trees. um, Our neighbor down the road, Basilio, has a beautiful five or six cherry trees of different types of cherries in his front uh, yard. And those things are in full bloom. Gorgeous purple. But that's too early. It's not, not so good. No. No, but it's been fun going on the walks and kind of exploring. I posted a bunch of pictures on our blog over the weekend um, of some of the hikes and just running into old stone farmhouses that are ruins now and your imagination goes wild. We saw a wall that had to have been freaking 500 years old or something across the hill from us, um, across the street, across the river and up the hill of Monte Ruperto. Um, How far away is it really? As the crow flies? Yeah. A couple hundred, few me- hundred meters. I know. It sounds like it's so far away, but it's just like right in our front yard. And you climb up to the top of there, and my gosh, your imagination goes wild to really start seeing how did people live up here, how they bring up the food and great positions, and to see the valley from different angles. It's been really nice. It has been. And we don't get to do that very often because during the season, or especially once the garden goes in, mornings are spent um, doing you know work around the house. And... Um, not no, no we don't have an hour and a half to just go chomp through the hills which is sad because i know i really so do nice. like it i know i like being back there and it just sounds incredible this time of year with all the birds and we've seen so many deer yeah um let's see updates from last week uh, updates about the poop in the fields nothing i <laughs> i spread the word i spread the word in town the and other then day. you just kind of dropped it you don't want to ruffle well i brought it up people agreed with me i got him talking and then and then we'll let it be so if you have no idea what i'm talking about i don't want to go back into it listen to last week's podcast um how about what happened yesterday or two days ago that was absolutely incredible you came running in going oh my god oh my god you'll never guess what just happened well i go down i'm doing work outside and um our chicken coop is kind of lower than the house you have to walk down three or four stairs on the side of the house to get 
the side of our little house to get down to where the chicken coop is. And I hear the chickens going crazy. Lots of squawking and talking. Squawk boxing. I walk around to the side and I see a falcon, what they call falcone, um, on top of the black chicken with his talons in her back and his beak around her neck. And I start clapping and yelling and he looks back (laughs) at me, chucks the chicken and... I didn't realize how big this thing was until he opens his wings and flaps them once and he's gone. It was gigantic. I would have been much more afraid <laughs> if I, when I went down there, his wings were open. Because when... It's like six feet wingspan. Oh, my God. It was insane. Like, he's about the Batman. size of a chicken, you know? The body. The body is mm-hmm. not, you know, is no, not... but the wings, you're like, holy, holy crap. And he just looked at me, chucked the chicken... One, two, gone. Ah. And it was like, oh, my God. So I saved the black chicken's life. Oh, my God, you did. And we've been having this falcon family live around here for a while now, and it's always cool to see them. And you, my God, yes, like Jason's saying, that wingspan's incredible. I can't even imagine seeing it that close. It was it was nuts. Like, every once in a while, they'll, while you're driving down our road, they'll buzz the car, mm-hmm. or they'll fly real low over the car, or you'll see them land in a field, but... You really don't get appreciation for how big those things are until you're 20 feet away from them. Man. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's a reminder, too, that we are in the great outdoors. (laughs) But our poor hens essentially were penalized because we made them stay inside all day yesterday. Yeah, and now I feel bad for blaming the fox on all chicken deaths. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because when we had one nabbed by the pool, all we found were feathers. And It could have easily been taken away. Oh, absolutely. So Whoa. the poor chickens have to not only w- worry about the foxes, but... That's why they keep hanging out in the outdoor kitchen. Because they're undercover. Oh, my God. Maybe they know that this hawk has been buzzing them for a while. Oh, my God. It's going down. It is going down. The it's cats nature. are plotting against the dog. They hate having a dog here. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, National Geographic animal drama going on out here. What else? What else you got on the list for this week? Um, do you want to talk about the YouTube video? Which one? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh shoot, no. Um, talk about something else because I didn't. I have to relook that up. Oh, how about that? We ran out of coffee yesterday, and you at before even daybreak drove to Carolyn and Luke's down the road to steal coffee from their house since they're out of town. <laughs> so yeah, I woke up early the other morning and um. And we're taking care of Zoom the dog, our our neighbors, and we have and the key to their house. So um, I have to periodically go and do stuff, you know, water the plants, blah blah blah. So we were out of coffee. Nothing was going to get open. No stores were opening for hours. So I went down there to raid their coffee can. And while I was down there, old Zoom decided. Which I just think it's hysterical, by the way. What? Like. Just that we go and kind of not break into our neighbor's house, but kind of. We're going, you're going there with really the main purpose is to steal coffee. Not steal, well. We'll replace it. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. Absolutely. Jones and for a cup of Joe. Yeah. Um, I would, I would hope that if they ran out of coffee, they would, they have keys to our place. We, I know. They, we, have, we normally, normally have we cases. Have, that's why I'm saying, like, normally we have gold bricks of coffee stacked away and to not have any, I just, it's unbelievable. So anyway, the, um, the dog got out, well, got out. I let him out so he can walk around and pee while I run in the house and get coffee. I come back, he's gone. He finally, after like, an, now mind you, this was four o'clock in the morning, pitch yeah. blackout. 
called him, called him, called him, nothing, nothing, nothing. I go, I know where he is. So I drive up to the Agriturismo about two and a half kilometers up the road, and he's stuck inside the gate where I think the sheep are. So hopefully, he which did, he's been known to, which kill he's before. been known to, we have he's a Rhodesian Ridgeback and he loves to eat sheep. He's got the taste of blood. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, but the hopefully he didn't tear the throats out of any more sheep. But the only saving grace is it wasn't uh, he didn't have like any anything on him. And he, I found him stuck where the uh, vines are, where not not in the sheep pen. No, but you were afraid you were going to get shot at. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't come up on someone's house at four fifteen, four thirty in the no, morning. No, rummaging around. No, rummaging around their house. Absolutely not. So uh, that was a, that was something fun. Probably not too interesting for you guys, but that was just to kill a little time until I wanted to tell you about this. We ran across this thing, and I'm sure it's making the rounds on. You know, this we found it on Gawker, but there was this guy called Joe Pickett uh, found. Um, Let's see, Pruer, this guy Pruer, he's a fake chef. He, he comedian posting his pr- as chef pranks local news station and makes anchors eat gross food. It's hysterical. It is hysterical. And three or four people have sent this to us. And um, if you go to YouTube and just um, Google or YouTube uh, Nick Pruer, P-R-E-U-H-E-R, uh, he went on five local TV stations and did a... Um, cooking segment cooking segment but it was all <laughs> fake like um he he made uh things to do with leftovers using a blender and pouring it all with a funnel into a two liter milk jug I'm it's not, disgusting it's, we're not going to do it any justice but you can just go and um type into google or youtube uh um chef keith gur gurky g-u-e-r-k-e keith gurky or comedian nick pruer that's his real name and his the chef that he plays is Keith Gerke. Awesome. But we we thought it was hysterical because how easy it was that he got onto these shows during the holidays. No background check. His book was not legit that he is trying to pimp on the shows. It was just uh, that any moron essentially could be on there. Well, what it and really, that they go along. Well, like what, for the little bit of media that we have done, it's really um, shocking how they don't really care about accuracy like at all things that we've said or typed up you know questions we've answered and sent them half the time are not correct so it doesn't surprise me at all that no one like there's very little research into this at all it was hysterical at first i didn't get it because i thought why the hell is jason showing me this video he didn't tell me it was a comedian and i just thought this is disgusting and then i thought it was hysterical so check it out um, coming up this weekend, we're going to pimp our class here for a couple minutes, our live online cooking classes. If you haven't, first off, if you have not, um, planned your trip to Italy yet, get in touch with Ashley for, uh, definitely, <laughs> thank, you, Jason. thank you for, uh, planning a little holiday out here to our farm in and cooking school. But if you would like to join us, uh, virtually through our live online cooking classes, virtually, virtual, we are cool. <laughs> we are technology, um, you can do so this Sunday, and we have – oh, who – we have to thank someone, actually. Do you oh, remember who that was? I don't have her name in front of I'll me, no. Hold on. Oh, gosh. I have to go back. Oh, whatever. Anyway, um, we didn't realize that <laughs> North America changes their uh, clocks this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Someone was like, yeah, I'm really excited for the cooking class this weekend. There, since it's the – 
um, time change spring forward in America, does that affect the time change to time of the class at all? And it was like, uh, it would have. We, we would have been, we an hour been late. late. <laughs> so we are so thankful that we found out it'll be the right times in America. We'll just be early out here. But uh, this this weekend we're doing um, really good technical technique type dishes. We're gonna do. Brodo or stock. Um, stock. There's stock, not a difficult thing to do, but there's definitely things you, little things, or not even tricks of the trade, just little things you need to do. Like don't boil your stock, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not. And hard. this is made with chicken bones and beef bones, right? Uh, here in Italy, we do. We do brodo, which is a mix of chicken or capon or um, gallo. What's gallo? Rooster. Rooster. What, whatever. Fowl and beef together. It's good. And then you're doing paper thin frittata. We're going to do frittata. To learn really how to make an egg is something that is vital. You really should know how to properly it's make it. mark an egg. of a good chef. Well, there's a lot of different ways to make a frittata or an omelet. The French do it one way. You know, in America, we do it another way. Here in Italy, they do it in several different ways. You can have it where they make the frittata and they actually put it in the oven like they make it in the pan. And, and it's thick. Eggs and are super hot. What do you mean eggs are super hot? Like, just like hail. <laughs> like, up. I see it You're on everything. No, like, everyone's putting poached eggs on everything. And think of the um, Arzak or Azark guy, the chef with the egg yeah. in Spain. Okay, all right. No, but I'm just saying eggs are hot. Super okay, hot. super hot, super cool. Anyway, <laughs> I prefer a thin crepe-like frittata for a few reasons. One is you can bust them out. They take no time to cook. Two, they're very delicate in your mouth. And three, you can make them ahead of time. And even when they're cold, like using the egg is almost like a wrap or a mm-hmm. something, you know, as a vehicle for something else. Um, really easy to do. Again, just just technique, like a few te- technical things to keep in mind. And you can make a perfect, beautiful frittata every single time. It's delicious. Yep. And uh, what's our third one? Oh, Ooh, and you're going to do spring onions with that, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm going to grill or saute some spring onions. Mm. Those, are all, those are everywhere spring onions mm-hmm. right now. And last but not least, Ashley, one of Ashley's favorite dishes. Yeah, I was asking for this one. Vongole or clams and mussels in the pan. Um, clams and mussels, clams or mussels, whatever you got. Vongole was one of the first things words I learned to say in Italian. We oh, were crap. in Venice, and it was was it Venice? It was, was Venice, it, yeah. and it was the we must have had it the first night. And they there's like baby sweet tiny little clams that are so delicious, and I just wanted more of them and we walked around the city and i would just we were walking around at lunch trying to find a place for dinner and i'd walk in ask for to see Hold on. The- no, no 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 she had no idea how to ask for anything she would just look at the guy who made eye contact with her and go, <laughs> exactly Bungle? and, and i'd point at him see or no or they'd send me back to the chef and i would say the same thing bongole and i that's like i just that's all i said and then when i'd come out and say nope keep going or we're booked and uh so bongole is definitely one of my favorites but clams and or mussels are really really easy economical not expensive at all um and you can do them a thousand different ways all i'm going to show you do, how to do is cook them properly after that you can make them tie with kefir lime leaves and mm. chilies mm. and coconut milk you can do them chinese style with ginger garlic scallions onions um fish sauce soy sauce you can do them french um you can do them greek with a bunch of lemon and parsley and stuff mm. i mean it's just it, there's a thousand different things you can do with clams and mussels that sounds good that sounds good. I know last week we talked about places to eat in Fano, and we were talking about that this morning on our walk. I think we might go back 
we were talking about today to go to lunch, but we need to go to Fano over the weekend, so we might save it for Saturday. And now this talk of the mussels too, I'm just craving it. We made I made the other day um, bacala salt cod. Whenever um, and I ate it cold the next day, and he was so disgusted. And I was like, "It's delicious." Is it cold, cold baked salt cod. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I was digging it. Okay. Hey, I sound like some sixty-year-old grandmother. I loved it. It was cold salt cod. Um, coming up this weekend, the eighth is the Festa della Donna. Oh wait, wait, wait! I don't want to. I want to keep talking about the cooking classes. Oh, sorry. So, if anyone wants to sign up, they're five bucks a class, and you can email me at info at latavalamarque.com, um, and to sign up, that's all you have to do, shoot me an email there, and it's at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. East Coast time, um, no East matter Coast time change or not. And these classes are, we do everything together from start to finish. It's totally live. I know. It's interactive, so it's really different. I think that's a huge thing that is different, that people are making like three dishes at the same time, and I don't think people normally cook like that and i oh, definitely so don't think that cooking shows teach like that nope. um, they don't have three things happening going okay now go back to that pot switching it around no no um come uh, classes coming up in future weeks so we're going to be doing some lamb in the oven because uh a little practice lamb for easter well you like to say it's never good if you're going to have a group or a special event to make it the first time i never like to make a big big dish like that for the four people the, the very first time. I don't like to try things out. Huh? Exactly. So I that's like why we thought we're going to do this out. a little early and this way you could work it out. We're, do it once. You figure out where you made your mistakes or what you need to t- tweak for the next time. And now when Easter comes around in the, the uh, 20th of April, you did the lamb last month. You remember it. Mm-hmm. Be, always do always do things that you're comfortable with for holidays or people and with that we're gonna do it's gonna go so beautifully um a spring veg soup or stew either kind of like the vignole or you haven't quite decided it's gonna be what you find at the market it's gonna, I know. Be, it's gonna be one it's gonna be like artichokes and peas and fava beans and <sighs> ca- uh kale asparagus, and, asparagus and, and all that uh leeks you know all those kind of spring vegetables it's just gonna be green it's gonna be green yeah so it'll be good i don't know it depends on we're that's a couple of weeks away so we'll see what's What's rocking at the we market? We also have one March 30th planned for fava bean crostini and artichoke risotto. That's going to be delicious. And before that class, we'll do a video um, of how to clean artichokes. And if you're not into artichokes, don't sweat it. Remember, the artichokes is just what's going into the risotto. The way to make risotto does not change. It's all about how to make risotto, not I am making artichoke. You know, don't be, don't think of it that way. Don't be a robot. I freaking love artichoke risotto. I do too. But some people are like artichokes and <laughs> they can't why find would, them. Oh, yeah. If you can't find them, then. You can make a thousand different risottos. It doesn't matter. And and it, just think of the artichokes as the vegetable placeholder or the, you know, placeholder of whatever type of. Mm-hmm. You can make just plain, plain risotto. You don't have to put anything in it. It's delicious. It's like lick your spoon. So creamy. Lick your spoon. Spot your man. And then to head us into spirit, like really getting into summer feeling, um, early April, we're going to have a cooking class and one of the online classes. And it's going to be, um, I think, April 13th. And we're going to do arugula pesto, which. This is another <laughs> one of Ashley's. This is one of my requests. Jason thought it was a little 90s cheesy, but I thought, come on, people love pesto. Again, I love it. It's arugula, not basil. So it's something different. And instead of pine nuts as a money saver, people can use walnuts, which makes it really good. The way to pesto is. It doesn't matter what you use, whether you're using basil or you're using arugula or anything like that. Um, the, the way the, the procedure doesn't change. Um, arugula comes up first way before basil. Basil's more of a summertime herb, and our arugula 
especially with the ones that we put in the our uh, neighbor's greenhouse. That'll be popping up along with the early lettuces. So we'll do a little quick arugula. You can freeze it. We'll t- talk about how to freeze it. And I don't know. Ashley loves arugula pesto. Yes, I think it's kind of 90s. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to start putting, like, when he makes it, it's, I want to put it on everything. Um, so we'll do that with a little pasta. And then as a dessert, we'll do a rustic tart with, I think, fresh strawberries and mascarpone. We've been, mascarpone. <laughs> mascarpone, eh? We've already been seeing fresh strawberries in from down Puglia and Bari down there. So um, by time that class rolls around, strawberries will definitely be here. I know. and But you, I like the way you do the cream, making it whipped with a little mint or a bit of a drop of liquor in there. It's really nice. Okay. You're really impressed by how I add cream to mascarpone cheese and mix? It's delicious, <laughs> and I think it would go so good with uh, – listen, folks. Jason talks, oh, it's all about technique. It's all about what Ashley's hungry for. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> we sat down yesterday. So, I'm craving a rustic tart with strawberries and, <laughs> and, and cream. Uh, <laughs> and, you want pe- and you want the pesto and the, the arugula pesto. All right. I know. I know. This is all what I'm craving, so – I'm excited for these upcoming classes. <laughs> very, very good. So yeah, tell, please tell a friend if you have taken them and you're a and you're an early adopter. Tell a friend and and help us out and um, spread the word and spread the love. We really appreciate it. Yes. All right, um, Festa della Donna. So that is this Sunday. This Sunday, Festa no, della Donna. It's the eighth, Ash. Oh, Saturday. Sorry. Uh, the eighth of March. So Festa. What is Festa della Donna? Well, this has special significance because it is. Uh, it was said that because Ashley went to this, wasn't it? Oh, that was Festa della Madonna. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Okay, never mind. This is International Women's Day. Um, Not just Mother's Day. No, women in Italy don't need a special day to go out and celebrate in a women-only night. No, uh they, <laughs> they live this particular night with enthusiasm. Why does it? <laughs> Sorry, it makes me want to sing. Um, I feel like I can hear you breaking out into living in a '90s kind of world, like the. Um... Oh, um, uh, <laughs> living <Yeah>. single. Exactly <laughs> about like being all, all right. these ladies. Well, and what's hysterical is celebrating in San Angelo. I keep passing the. For the stripper for Festa della Donna, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of the, the ladies, ladies go out to go out to see the stripper. I yeah, I don't know. They around bring a stripper here. into town for like the. <laughs> uh, but the uh, why does it happen in Italy on the eighth of March? The symbol of the day is the yellow mimosa, an expression of female solidarity. The origin, the origin of the custom is lost, but it's said to have started in Rome after uh, World War II. Men began giving the mimosa to their partners, friends, coworkers, and family to give the air and remember everyone. Not only uh, the meaning of this day. Oh, I skipped a whole sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, co-workers and family give to their significant others, colleagues, mothers, and sisters blossoming branches of this tree. Uh, scent of mimosa fills the air and remembers to everyone not only the meaning of this day, but also that spring is nearing. It's so, true. Uh, yeah, at the grocery stores, yeah, mimosas, everywhere. The mimosas every, are, the first, are the first tree that kind of... Oh, no, blooms. but I was going to say how they hand them out oh, everywhere. Oh, yeah, everyone gets mimosas. You go to the cafe for a coffee that day at the bar and you get a little sprig of mimosa. It's a nice one. I like this one a, a, a lot. They're funny flowers. They're like little puff balls, little yellow puff balls. And they come on a branch of a tree, mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, little yellowy puffy balls. So, mm-hmm. Buon Festa della Donna. Thank you. Thank you. Celebrate. I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> oh, shoot. So that means, oh, shoot. That means Saturday is going to be bad. 
Oh my God, you're right. If we're gonna go out to lunch, we, we shouldn't go. do it on Saturday. No, we should do it on Friday. Yep, because everyone's gonna be. We can't even answer the phone because it. No, we haven't been ringing. answering our phone because <laughs> we don't want to. Oh, like our house is not ready yet. It's. We still we're getting there. We still there. have plastic hanging. Yeah, but we still have plastic hanging. And I don't want to open, so we have not been answering the phone at all. So, no. oh, wrong number. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, what else is going on? Oh. Festa della Donna. Oh, we were interviewed on How to Tour Italy radio show, and it's um a great podcast that you can check out on iTunes and a bunch of other places like Stitcher and and um I think Blog Talk Radio. And um, how to tour Italy radio show is just like what is in the words of the name, <laughs> all about Italy and um, places to go, things to eat. And the um, host Anthony is awesome. And I was on the show about a year ago, and he just did a really cool interview with us about our online classes and what's coming up. And so check that out, especially if you guys are Italy lovers and hungry for another podcast out there. Um, He's got a lot of high energy, and it's fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're going to keep this one short and sweet this week. Uh, we don't have a lot to – not a lot going on unless you want to hear about the awesome awesomeness of cleaning out behind uh, bureaus and moving furniture away from walls and finding awesome spider webs. Which... Uh, yeah, spider webs, yes. I have not well, – I don't even want to jinx myself by saying it, but I haven't seen any scorpions. No, no. Do you think scorps. that it's been warm enough outside that they haven't come in? I don't know. Let's not talk about the bugs because the I bugs know. have been really good so I know. far. I'm and nervous. I, don't want to. I think it's good that we have the hens this all winter because it's been so mild that hopefully they're eating any buggy B- larva larvae, yeah. that's larvae. like all over larvae that's all over the yard. Because we've had it before where if it's too warm of a spring, those um flies just explode quick. And I know having the chickens around close to the house will keep that those numbers lower. Awesome. I know. Very good. All right. This is a bit of, it's going to be a What about the song? Oh, song of the week. Sorry. Um, we're going to do a little shorty podcast this week. And, With but a we have great a good song. A really good song. Now, fans of Breaking Bad may recognize this from a. The last scene with Glenn. That's all we'll say. That's all you'll say. <laughs> Don't want, no spoiler alerts on this podcast. It's called Crapa Pelada. And it's sung by the Quartetto Certa. And, uh, it's a fun song. It is You're, fun. We went over this one with, uh, uh, we looked up the words to this because they mm-hmm. speak really fast. Yeah, but it's a really cool song. It reminds me of a, like a barbershop quartet. Well, it is a quartet. The barbershop <laughs> one? No, true, true. I just think it's a great one if you're cooking and you have it on in the background. I love it. It's a really fun one. Dinner dinner music mix. Perfect. Okay, so you're going to have to wait two seconds while we give out all our information and all that good stuff yes. to hear this. So go. Bring it home! All right. You can find us at latavlamarque.com, latavlamarque.blogspot.com, latavlamarque.tumblr.com. Live from Italy online.tumblr.com. There's links for all these things throughout each of these sites, too. You can register for our online classes at info at latavlamarque.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, all at latavlamarque, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And for a little extra side fun, check us out on Instagram at Ashley Bartner, A-S-H-L-E-Y-B-A-R-T-N-E-R. And you'll see behind-the-scenes footage um, and little videos and stuff like that yes jason a question in the front fatty in the front please. yes if i was a branding person i would say ashley why is everything latavlamarque.com except your instagram ashley bartner that's very confusing 
to the person who would like to have it all very convenient. Well, all of the photos are tagged La Tavola Marque, but it's good to have some diversity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Branching out. That sounds like I screwed up when I signed up for Instagram. And no, I, that was a choice. Oh, okay. that was, that was a, bad, a, a bad one. But. No, because it's not all just photos and stuff from our house here. Oh, well, I have no... I'm just I'm just flipping your shit. I have no... He idea. doesn't know... I don't even want to be He doesn't know about the, the World Wide Web, folks. He's not about the internet. Did you internets. hear this? The internet called the internet. <laughs> okay, w, very w, good. W. If you were, well, maybe not this one, this podcast, but <laughs> previous podcasts we were we have done have been entertaining and informative. And if you have liked those, please tell a friend, share the love, go on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a comment. Um, and there's been a few people who have posted new ones. <laughs> I just spit everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw um, we had like three new comments comments in the last month and so thank you guys so much maybe next week we'll read them off because i was pretty touched (laughs) very good all right here we go uh thank you very much for listening we'll come back next week with a much more informative and a little bit more well thought out podcast i got a bunch of stuff to do so we got to get out of here here they are crapa palata quarteto certa ciao A voi, miei signori, io voglio narrare la storia che tanto mi fa disperare. Son già sette mesi che vedo cadere dal capo i capelli pian piano. Ormai son pelato, deluso, avvilito, non so quali cure adottare. Ma senti cosa dice quel povero infelice. Non ti lamentar, ma prova a cantar con noi questa canzone. Crapa per la bella fai turtei che nel bambino che soffra dei. Oh, di soffra dei fa la frittata che nel bambino che crapa per la da. Media.
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiti Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.